welcome to the Kevin and Philip Project, a podcast with two guys who love to eat, travel, talk sports, and have no idea how to raise teenage girls. Coming to you live from Salina, Kansas. Here are your hosts, Kevin and Philip. Welcome to Season 5, Episode 8 of the Kevin and Philip Project, and we are going to do something a little different today. We're going to talk a little uh, sports card trading today. Uh, we have a guest with us. Jacob Wilson's going to be joining us. He's a friend of mine. We've known each other for quite some time and is uh, very active in the sports card trading, so thanks for joining us today. Phillip. And I'm going to be lost today because I normally will uh, talk a whole lot of baseball and feel like I know a lot about baseball. I've never been a card collector. I, uh, um, I mean, I threw away my 52 mantle years ago, just put it on a spokes on my bicycle, wore the hell out of it, no problem. Those kind of things just didn't attract me. So uh, I, I kept, as a kid, I kept my Boomer Esiason card in the <laughs> corner of my uh bathroom and uh he was the only card i ever actually remember you got no bosworth cards no no, really i just just literally never got into card collecting whatsoever not a big collector i used to collect like the cans of a skull lid stuff like that (laughs) that's about it on my collecting (laughs) yeah there's not much difference in those is there (laughs) they all look the same no the old metal ones are did you ever get like trade them in for like a jacket or a pool table or anything turn them in and get it's like marlboro points you could turn in your yep. skull cans and get uh you know free free pouch free wallet things like that yeah. that's that's Sponsored the only thing i ever skull. collected but anyway before you get started on this uh baseball collecting and yep. lose me i want we i wanted to go over a couple of little things little things, <laughs> little things huh? the uh the final four in football was handpicked again which is the smartest way to do that i think in all of sports all sports should do it <laughs> At the end of every year, the NFL should just come together and go in a big room and go, let's just pick the final four teams for NFL. That's the four that will play. We don't even need the damn playoff system. We'll just do it that way. So, you know, the geniuses in college football came up with this plan years and years ago. And so we're going to go together today and just go, if we would have picked our final four, and we're going to Jacob. Kevin and me, we wrote down, independent from each other, what our final four teams would have been, just to see what a nut wreck this thing would have been <laughs> had we been sitting there in the room. There's the three of us making of this decision. Guys. Yeah. So, so you go first. Who's your four? Okay, my four sounds ridiculous, probably to everybody else out there listening. But if your eyes, because now they're telling you that your eyes got to tell you who's the best, right? Yeah. Can't be because they're undefeated. Can't yep. be because whatever. So my. Four that I watch college football all year, and I go, here's the best four teams I saw all year long, I thought. Michigan, Georgia, Ohio State, Alabama. That'd be my final four. Okay. My final four, I had Michigan, Florida State, Texas, and Washington. <laughs> Not even close. Here we go. We, weren't, we, we got one team together there. I've got Alabama, Michigan. And these are in no particular order, by the way. Right. Alabama, Michigan, Washington, and I can't decide on number four. So I had Georgia written down, but I could put Texas in there pretty easy. I could on too. That. Texas is my honorable mention of the of the four that I picked. But 
just from watching what I saw late in the year. That was my four. Well, but, me I mean, I, so there I left out three undefeated teams. Yeah. I left out uh, Liberty, undefeated. Washington, Washington undefeated. Florida State, Florida State undefeated. Yeah. If Florida State – here's my argument for Florida State for them, and I didn't put them in my Final Four. If your quarterback is so good that because he's gone, it costs you a spot in the Final Four, then he should just be awarded the Heisman tomorrow. Just give, give him the yep. award. Hell with it. It's, he, he's the best player in all of college football because that one guy made the decision, evidently, of why they got left out. It's just ludicrous, ridiculous. I was looking back at 2007. Kansas went 12-1 2007, right? LSU played for the national championship with two losses. Kansas had one loss. I mean, you just go back all these years back and go, the ridiculousness of the choices they've made over the years – just continue. So, so thank God for next. So they have a r- ranking, right? So they uh, right. halfway through the season they start with the ranking, and I'm, I'm asking this question. I legitimately don't know the answer to this question. Did they take the top four teams in that ranking for the college football playoff? Yes, they did. Yes. Okay, that's what it came up with. Right, that's what I was week. wondering. Yeah, okay. And th- this is what's ridiculous to me. Georgia just had the longest number one streak in college football history. Number the second longest streak ever. Over two years of being number one, and you honestly think that they went from one to six? Yep. That is ridiculous. No team's ever dropped five points in w- after one three-point loss. It's, I mean, they're they're. Thank God we're going to have a playoff next year. It's going to be, <laughs> so, of course, number thirteen will be pissed. Well, they'll be pissed, but it won't be one through. It won't be right. five. Like right. Like you're. I mean, well, thirteen is going to be nine and three. Honestly, or there's going to be probably eight legitimate teams next year that can vie for the championship, yep. and anybody else below that that wins just got lucky on that one day, and they're not going to make a run. So, thirteen and fourteen can be pissy next year, as far as but five and six have an argument right yep. now. So, and the only other thing before you guys get started on baseball card, unless y'all want to talk about something for a second, is uh, transfer portal. <laughs> it's just been. I saw this morning. Now, you guys explain to me how this can happen. The quarterback at Ohio State, who legitimately is interception away from being in the Final Four if they beat Michigan, he's transferring to Nebraska as of this morning. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Going to Nebraska. Why? And then this morning, Dylan Gabriel left Oklahoma. Yeah. He's signed with Oregon this morning. He did sign with Oregon. I saw it was a West Coast team. But it's I had to absolutely it. ridiculous. Yeah, it's crazy. I, there's no fun. There's – you better like the front of your shirt because and that's you know we were we were well we had this conversation last night and and basketball more so than football just because yep. of, of the few number of people and and KU's kind of been used to this cuz they've had a lot of one and dones over the years but like it, from K-State's mentality I'm a I'm a guy who likes the Barry Brown, Kamau Stokes, Dean Wade type of class where those guys are there for 4 years yep. you get to know them personally you you can root for those guys no matter what they do. And now there's no loyalty. What's I mean, it's always been a business, but it's like more of a business now than it's ever been. And those people are leaving. If, if they're worth a the crap, they're leaving after one year. They get mad about something, they can just go. I mean, it's it's ridiculous right now. I don't I don't even know that I can enjoy college sports like I used to. Well, whenever you I try to watch OU, you know, basketball and. Like you said, I used to know – I don't know yeah. one kid's name yeah. in the starting lineup. And I had I asked my mother and father-in-law last night because they follow him closer than I do even, and they said, yeah, we only had one guy back. Yeah. It wasn't because they graduated. Nope. Every single kid left. Yep. Four four new guys starting on, on the team. Could, could you imagine if somebody 
like a Bobby Knight was still coaching and the shit that he puts those kids through, <laughs> he'd be that roster would be turned over every year with kids these days and the way he used to coach. I mean, I, I said this before. If Bill Snyder was still the football coach at K State, this would have killed him. Like yeah. he, I mean, he. There's no way oh, he could deal with this. Crazy. It's just a bidding war. The whole thing is. I yeah. mean, you'd think that Dylan Gabriel didn't just financially clean up when he's making money at UCF. I'm sure Oklahoma paid him million dollars or more to come to Oklahoma the last two years, yep. and then go his fifth year out to Oregon. He'll probably make two million. Yep. So I mean, for him, he's never going to be an NFL star. Yep. No. He's just cleaning up in college, Get and that's him, the way a lot of them are going to be. Yeah. Hey, well, wish I had a better arm. <laughs> I got some eligibility left, but yeah. poor old arms out. Yeah. <laughs> and congratulations to Salina South's girls. Big win last night, wasn't it? Beating uh, it was Central in the rivalry game, and yep. the uh, Central and the boys, boys won, yep. won their yep. game. So everybody went home happy in a sense. But it's a good sure. crowd, though, wasn't it? Good it was. Crowd, I, I really of, enjoyed being at Wesley, and I think that's just the right size of venue for, completely for that event and the central dance girls were just amazing that's when i went to pee i missed it both times you did no <laughs> oh man you missed a great show they, they actually they did a great job they put the cheerleaders the yeah, twirlers and the dancers all together, all together yep. and kind of did a deal and and as everyone knows the twirlers are just unbelievable in salina and that little uh Hall girl, yeah, we've talked and about she's her before. Not even twirling, yeah, she she's didn't twirl last night. But did you see where she was one of the Heisman finalists yeah. in the country? Yeah. It's unbelievable. Yep. yep, no good for Callen. Yep, yep. All right, let's talk some sports card trading. So before Jacob and I get into some of this, Philip, you kind of alluded to it at the beginning there, but but tell me about your journey with sports card trading. I know it's a short one, but so literally just one card. No, in all honesty, we used to buy, like you said, but everybody has them. I would yep. have a whole box. Mm-hmm. You used to buy the whole set, mm-hmm. 87 box, and just never open it. Yep. Never even take the plastic off of it. Yep. And so I think I've got a couple of boxes like that back in, they're actually in Reba's, uh, my mother-in-law's uh, attic. And they're probably not worth anything because everybody's got them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, unless you went in there and found some mistake on a card, I guess, and y'all guys can tell more about that. What yep. the mistake cards are worth as much as the good cards i guess how about the same question to you jacob tell us about your trade your card trading journey yeah so i've basically collected cards my entire life um i don't really remember a time where i didn't collect cards other than maybe going to college and and just the fraternity life didn't didn't uh make collecting cards uh a uh i guess a cool thing so um my cards from when I was younger uh, just sat, uh, you know, in storage boxes, and uh, I have recently uh, gotten back into it with uh, my son showing interest in collecting cards, and it's it's been kind of a nice, uh, uh, you know, memory to look back on of when my dad and I collected cards, and uh, my dad still comes over today and, and watches my uh, son open cards and and the excitement that that, that kind of brings to my dad and, and my son is is something special to see for me. Um, yep. So it's, uh, you know, I, I, I basically have done it my whole life. So when, when did that start? Collecting cards or my son? You collecting cards. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like I said, I, I don't really remember uh, a time in my life where um, – where I didn't collect cards, so okay. pro- probably my youngest memory. I was collecting cards and 
opening cards with my dad and going down to uh, what year was that? About what shop. year was that? I, I would say that's probably uh, late eighties. Okay. Um, you know, it's it's so in that collecting did if let's just say I had collected. Um, of course, we've moved multiple times and things like that. You didn't ever throw yours, just randomly throw away things that you, or did you act, kept it somewhere safe? That's That would be my problem with collecting is we just throw away everything. Right. We I move, mean, we uh, throw it all away. Uh, obviously, yeah. Sports cards is a paper product, and, and they will deteriorate any water, any moisture, sun damage, anything. Yeah, it's very easy for them to go bad, and it's very easy for people to want to throw them out because they, they are a storage issue for most. Um, you open and you get way too many cards trying to hunt and search for that one card um but no for the most part uh they've they've been uh kept in storage totes and properly stored and preserved and maybe uh maybe that's been a good thing because it's kind of taught me at a young age to be tidy and and clean and take care of uh my valuables yeah but who knew they were valuable at well, that point? That would have been my issue because so, I'm sure I've held lots of valuable cards as oh yeah every kid has. Yeah, but so here's the thing because we're all fairly similar in age. And so, yeah. so it, it, and I know Jacob knows this, but back when we I started the same thing. I started collecting. It's probably 84-ish when I started collecting, and, and I was pretty hot and heavy in, into it until – mid nineties ish. And then I kind of stopped for a while before I've picked it back up here over the last few years. Um, but that era is known as the junk wax era. And the reason it's known for that, number one is when you did go to the store and buy the packages of cards at the time, they were wrapped in wax paper. But number two, the quality was pretty bad and the numbers that they printed. And that's when people really started keeping them. I mean, fifties and sixties, there just wasn't that many cards, and today, to your point, a lot of people threw them out. They didn't have a lot of value. Kids played with them, put them in their bike spokes, that sort of thing back then. So there's not near as many cards available, but in that 80s to 90s range, there's so many of them. Poor quality, right. cut terribly, blemishes on the on the artwork itself. And so, unfortunately, unless you have a mint condition of certain few cards, they're not worth crap, unfortunately. Right. And even my boomer size card, <laughs> even your boomer size and card, probably yeah. not worth very much. Yeah. Sorry. So, but yeah, I mean, you know, I think about it like Jacob was talking about as a kid. Uh, I mean, every time we went to a Walmart, you know, I would go get a pack or two off the shelf and open that thing up, chew that gum and, and I'd look at the cards, unless it was a favorite player, I'd just put it in a box and, you know, never really worried. I had some friends we traded and stuff, but I always had fun going to the, the card shop that was downtown at the time when I was a kid and trading and buying. I remember that Bo Jackson 1986 tops traded. I wanted that card so bad, and it was 20 <laughs> bucks. I couldn't afford it, so uh-huh. never never got it, which I'm going to get into that here in just a <laughs> well, second. That's what I want you guys here. to get into. What you do, How are you doing it now differently than – Back then, when you just went to Walmart, Jacob, you you buy online and things like that now. Yep. And, okay. Yes. Yep. Y'all go into that because I have no clue what you're talking about and interested I, in hearing it. Yeah, I buy online. I go to the local card shops. Uh, you know, e- eBay's a good source. There, there's yep. various apps. Um, 
you know, that, that you can load your cards into. You can watch it very similar to people how people watch the stock market. Um, you can get daily reports, kind of how the cards are moving and, and uh, the market cap of certain cards uh, on a daily basis. So it, it's really tracked um, now. Uh, it's kind of turned, uh, turned the hobby into, you know, they're considering it now as a luxury good. Um, which is, is like wild. buying art. Yeah. Sort of, it, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. It's wild. You know, Kevin mentioned the junk wax era and that era that we grew up in is, it's so wild that that happened. Cause obviously Phillips, you, you mentioned it earlier about tossing a Mickey Mantle card in, in your bike spoke. Yeah. I think, I think we've all heard that, uh, story from anybody that's grown up and, and maybe had that card over time. And how that card deteriorated, but that card is actually a significance of, of kind of how the modern sports card uh, basically started. Um, 1952 was Topps' first year, and that's um, the Mantle card that's that is worth so th- much. That is the Mantle card that's worth so much. His his first card is actually a 1951 Bowman, um, but the 1952 Topps is is the uh, one of two cards that every collector, uh, I guess, dreams of having. Um, Tops made a mantle in 1953, and then kind of the the same scenario we see happening today. Tops lost their rights to produce Mickey Mantle's cards yep. in 54 and 55, and it wasn't until they acquired Bowman in 56 that they could start making Mickey Mantle cards again. Well, who had the rights in those years? Bowman had the Bowman. rights to, okay. to Mickey Mantle. Um, and that's why Topps acquired yep. uh, Bowman. So it's it, it the same <laughs> the same mergers and games that are going on today were going on yeah. in yeah. the in the yep. 50s and yep. has really created the the uh, what's happened in the hobby. Now Topps lost a lawsuit to Fleer um, in the 80s. And that is really what opened up the uh, card market and allowed other companies to start producing cards. Top Tops had the had the monopoly on sports cards and the licensing, um, but it wasn't until they lost that lawsuit that then Fleer, then Donruss, Donruss yep. then which Panini and yep, yeah Upper Deck could come yep. come into the picture. Upper Deck comes into the picture in 1989. I mean Fleer's most uh, prominent. Uh, product is probably the 86 Fleer uh, basketball, basketball set yep. with Michael Jordan's rookie in it. Um, that, uh, you know, that product they couldn't give away. Do back, you think in, in the 80s is whenever it went into other sports and, and outside? Because I didn't know anything but baseball cards. Yeah. So until. everybody took their opportunity to start making cards because they could, and they overproduced them. You know, the the 19... 19- 89 upper deck set the first year of the upper deck i mean that set was uh you know you thought you thought that card that king griffey jr rookie card was was the coolest card you'd ever seen when you were a kid um they probably made a hundred thousand of (laughs) them and you know it's it's not worth anything unless it's a it like kevin alluded to it a a 10 it's got to be a 10 if it's not a 10 it's not worth crap well i got which we'll get into grading here in a few minutes i was just reading thrown in my limited experience on this but reading that they say there's seven of those mickey mantle 52 cards out there how do they know that well there's seven that have been graded okay they know about there's more that they don't know about but if you submit it and get graded then they know about it 
mm-hmm. attic yeah. someday, somebody's going to come across five of them. You know, well, my wife like that. knows that I collect baseball cards, and we were I was talking about us getting together today for this, and she literally, just in passing, right before you saw her walk the dog out of the house, said... Well, I was talking to my mom, and she thinks she's got some old baseball cards down in the basement somewhere. Yeah, that's what I would think. (laughs) I've been married to you 21 years, and you're just now telling me this? You 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 think that, but they would be like the things that I had. Like I said, I can go home and find that, get that box. It's probably what the whole box might not be. Well, now you know what I'm doing this afternoon. I'm going to start digging through the basement. So yeah, Yeah. that's funny you mentioned that because my wife just recently told me. Hey, at my mom's house, there are some baseball cards in the safe. Uh, they've been there ever since my dad passed away, and and I'm like, well, what cards are they? You know, I'm- well, so uh, I want to get in a little education on today's cards versus the junk wax era that we were talking about in the '80s and '90s. So back in the '80s and '90s. When you open a pack of baseball cards, you had what they call the common cards, or there was a base card for every player that was in the major leagues that year. And then there was usually some inserts, but they were pretty limited. Usually there was all-star team. So last year's all-star team, all of those players that were on that team had a insert card that was different from their base card. And then once in a while, there would be another insert set. We were talking about this last night, like some team stuff or like a couple guys, you know, that were on the same team on the same card. But it was there, there were few and far between. There wasn't a lot of them. I thought I, and, I used to see the old baseball card, like the Cincinnati Reds would have all four of the infielders on. Right. Yeah. Card, that's, yeah. That's like what that. I mean. Yeah, yeah. An insert card like that. Sometimes every team maybe had one. Sometimes it was just random ones. But you always went to the same places, and you got the same pack of cards. Everybody bought the same pack of cards. There was only one pack of cards to buy. Right. So now there's retail blaster packs, there's hobby boxes, there's all kinds of stuff. So I want to walk through some of that real quick so that you can kind of understand the differences in what you can buy. So your retail packs or blaster packs are exactly that. You buy them at a retail store, your Targets, your Walmarts, places like that. Either have the boxes um, on the shelf or they have hanger packs that are hanging on the little hook thing. Um, Those are typically less expensive. (laughs) <laughs> Philip's taking pictures. I'm going to take a picture and put these on our Facebook page so you guys can see kind of what they, how they come now compared to how they came so, many years ago. Yeah, so the retail packs are the ones you get at the Targets. They're typically less expensive, and there's less hits in each one of those, which we'll talk about what I mean by a hit here in a second. Your hobby boxes, which what you're taking a picture of right now is considered a hobby box, but they're more expensive. Um they're going to be ones you can pick up online at card shops or you go to the hobby shops to buy them. They, they don't sell those hobby boxes at a Target or Walmart or anything like that. And they're going to have more hits or more chances for hits. So your parallels, inserts, well, who, who those box kind of things. These? This, like this, this hobby box. This is a Panini product. Yeah. And, but you're, you're not getting brand new cards in there? Is this, there... this is yeah. brand new. Yeah. This, is, this, this just sealed. came out uh, this week. It's, it's uh, 22-23 NBA. E- NBA. Okay. And there's yep. only two cards in this box. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. You'll see the size of the box. I'll post it on Facebook if anyone wants to look. And then Kevin's got another. Yep. Yep. Well, yeah, we'll talk about some of these over here. It's it's we're going to this is going to be interesting. We're going to do some we're going to do some things today. So. But yeah, so the, I mean that's really the options, right? So the the idea now, the common cards are still worth nothing. They're the base cards, and I mean you collect them, favorite players, that sort of thing. But what you're looking for is those hits. Um, 
And so most people buy the hobby boxes because you got a better chance of the autograph cards, the parallels, and those sort of things that I'm calling the hits. And the rookies. The rookie, rookies, the rookie yeah. cards, you you want to save the rookie cards. Um, yep. Those will always be worth something if, if it's a Hall of Famer or yeah. somebody that's done something. Yep. So, yeah, so when I'm talking hits, Philip, and I'm talking parallels, this is what I'm talking about. So I, get, I have an example of this, and this was a, a Topps Now card. I, I bought some because I'm a Bobby Witt fan. I'm a Royals fan. Um, but, see, this is your base card, right? It looks like a normal baseball card. There's nothing much to it. And then this is this would be a parallel is what they call it. So this is the same card, but you see it's orange on the bottom there, yeah. and it's numbered. Uh, so there's a number on the top. Three of five. Three of five. So there's only five of those cards made, and I have number three out. Of, well, okay, I should say. There's only supposed to be five of those <laughs> cards made, and so that is one of those five, and that's the serial number three out of the five of those cards that they printed. So that's the same card. One's the base, and then one's the parallel or the hit card that you're looking for when you do this to, to make money. Other hits? It only makes it worth more because it's got the orange at the and, bottom. And the, the limited. So that top card, there's hundreds of thousands of those made. But that bottom card, there's supposed to only be five of those made. So that's what makes it more value, valuable is the rarity or the exclusive, exclusivity of that card. I can't talk this morning. So, And then let's talk about other hits because this is where it gets really cool to, as far as I'm concerned. I did. The, let's uh, back up quarter. a little bit for him. So how this all started, in the, back to the junk wax era, they realized they had an uh, overproduction problem early in the 90s. And here's a base card of Top's Finest basketball tops finest was that's the first year of tops finest it's a it's a premium product for tops but that card that jordan card is not worth any money they did however start creating this is called a refractor that is the first year of a refractor and that's a hit in uh, that tops finest set but what makes it different well in the light you can see it's got a little bit of a holographic yeah uh Oh, and this one doesn't. And that one doesn't. Yeah. This card, there was one refractor per box. It didn't matter what player. Didn't you know? You didn't know which player. So they they started short printing the refractors, and really started helping um, the value. So if you look back at through the junk wax era when they started putting these hits and inserts into the um, but you had to product. Be you had to be close and look close. You're you know, right. Yeah, yeah. People will miss you, it. You, yeah. you yeah. had to, you had to, my dad can't see the difference. Yeah. I mean, he's his eyesight and uh, all that. He, he can't tell the difference. And, uh, you know, it, it really takes somebody looking and knowing what they're doing. Huh? Yeah. So you got your, did you, got you your, buy this online? No. So this, this is a card that I opened as a kid. Okay. In a pack, and I sent it off to PSA to have it graded, um, and it came back a grade of eight. Um, so the scales one through ten. Yep. Um, so it's, it's a pretty good grade mind, for that that card. What in your mind made it not be a ten? Centering. Yeah. Okay. So this card, uh, if you look at look at it top to bottom on on that card, uh, it's this card. This base card's a little better centered. Um, but top to bottom, the card's a little off-center. Yep. We'll get into grading here in a few minutes because yeah. I've got a box here of cards that I just sent to PSA to get graded. You haven't looked at and them And I yet? haven't looked at them yet, so I have no right. idea what grades these cards have. So we'll, we'll open that here in a second. So. Wish I could do that drum roll thing. 
that's close enough. So, right. yeah. So inserts and 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 the hits, I guess, more importantly. So there's a lot of cool stuff that, that if you're listening to this and you were part of the junk wax era when you were a kid and not doing it now, there's so many cool things. And I've got a few, and I know he's got a few of them over there. But but we're talking about autographs now. We're talking about patches. Um, and, and patches are, are pieces of the clothing that those players wear. There's two options. There's game-worn and there's player-worn. And just to be clear, player-worn is still worth some money, but not as much because that basically means the player put that jersey on and then took it right back off, and then they cut it up and put it in cards. Right. A player or a, a game-worn is exactly that. That player wore that jersey in a game. They don't tell you what game or anything like that. So, yeah, I've got – this is one I just got a couple weeks ago. I actually texted him, but that's a Bobby Witt um, piece of his jersey. Oh, of his jersey. And that's yeah. called a three a, a tri-color, three-color patch because when you look at that patch, there's three different colors right. in there, right? So here's a Derek Jeter because I know you like Jeter, so I pulled this one out for you. But there's three patches in that one. Just one color. But it's just one Jeter. color, right? Yeah. So typically, the more colors you can get on a patch. Yeah. Or if you can get, like, if they're a Nike jersey and you get, like, part of the Nike swoosh or part mm -hmm. of the number, those kind of things, then those can increase the value of those cards. Yeah, so this George Pickens card here, um, <clears throat> it's a auto patch. Um, it's also numbered on the back, so there's only eight of those. That's number five of eight. Um and you can see a piece of the jersey inside you, the you card. You can see a piece of the jersey. Never, I've never seen this before, so I didn't yeah. realize they do that. Yeah. One thing I bought that was strange, Jeter's 3,000th hit, I got some of the dirt off of the home plate <laughs> area. They were selling dirt. So yeah. I, I've got dirt. And then Charlie dug there. it up. and Yeah. No, I, I, so that one right I there. I snorted every year. So that's another Derek Jeter again, that one I pulled out because I know you're a Jeter fan. So that's got a piece of a jersey and a piece of a bat. Well, it looked like a piece of Band-Aid. No, Jersey that's a and part a little of a bat. sliver of a bat. Yeah, yeah. Here's a Justin Herbert that's got a piece of the football, <laughs> and it's it's crazy how this happened um, or how this started. Uh, I believe it was uh, Donruss um, in the late '90s um, that started this fad and this change in sports cards. They bought a Babe Ruth jersey at auction and they paid two hundred and sixty four thousand dollars for the game worn Babe Ruth jersey and right after they bought it they immediately sent out a uh, notice that they were going to cut it up and put it in sports cards huh. and people thought they were crazy but it it worked <laughs> what is this Justin Herbert uh say the football in his card here it's a game it's a it's or? a it's a used football um that he either used in a practice or um so I, I have you guys heard about and uh, the Mickey Mantle house for for sale right now? No, no. Hometown. Okay, go ahead and talk in your baseball. So, I'm gonna give well, it to you and see if you guys want to invest with me. <laughs> so, so then the other thing is, and and one of the bigger hits Jacob alluded to it a little while ago with rookie cards is they they call them RPAs or rookie patch auto. So that's going to be the rookie card of the player with a patch and an autograph, and so. I've got a couple of those here for you. One of them is my boy. You know I love me some Deuce Vaughn. Yeah. Um, and then Sky Moore that plays for the Chiefs. So those are both what well, they call them RPAs. Well, you've got multiple patch color auto. in this one as so, well. Right. So, yeah, the Deuce one has two. The Sky Moore has three. But, yeah, so 
Those are rookie patch auto. So as far as the rookie cards go. Look at this online as well. I'm going to take a picture of one of those because I've never seen this before. If you're not a avid collector or anything, but it is something very much unusual. Yeah, it's 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 the the number of potential hits and what they've done with cards has has come a long way. And it's a lot more fun ripping wax, as they call it, or opening packages because of the hits you can get. I mean. When you were a kid and you opened them, there was no hits, no potential that at that point you could open up a pack and get a card that you could turn around and sell for tens of thousands of dollars. You opened the packs, you kept the cards, you traded them with your friends. That was what you did. Now you're doing it because you could open up a card. You could open a pack and pull a card out of there that you could turn around and sell on eBay for $10,000 today. And it happens every day. Yep. Yep. On, if you go on TikTok, is pretty popular now with with uh, group breaks and and you can do it all over the place. But where they'll have a case of boxes and you either buy a box, you buy packages, you buy just a team. And any when they open all those packages, any of that specific team that you paid for is your card. So you can do these group breaks because these hobby boxes some of them can get very very pricey. And so mm-hmm. it's a way to you can still get involved and still be able to get some cards but not have to spend thousands and thousands of dollars to buy a box of, of football cards to open. Here, I was going to show you one more that I've got here. That was a hit from mine. I haven't, I haven't got that one graded, but that's Did Ted Williams. Op- it opened a box, and this was just yep. in it? Yep, Ted Williams. Uh, Did it come pl- like this? Warren jersey, yeah. In yeah. yeah. Yep. So that is... These are all sealed. I think that was, yeah, so that... To, well, you'll see it on Facebook, but they're, they're, they come sealed... Uh, where they can't be destroyed at all. Looks like you could drop it in water and it'd be all right. But. So this that I got this hit out of is the same box as this, but it was obviously a baseball instead of a football box. Uh, but it was a Panini one as well. So is a Panini one that was current, but it came with an old card. Yeah, this, yeah, that's what, yeah, that's what can happen yeah. in so any this, of these boxes. Yeah, this box will have uh, it'll have one autograph card and it'll have one base parallel or insert card in, in this box. Yeah. So, and then a couple other ones that I pulled out that to show you. I mean, to me, this is one of the nicest looking autographs that you can find. I love the way this guy signs his name. And so, when I see him, for whatever reason, I have to go buy him. Nolan Ryan. Love that autograph. I don't know what it is about it. I just think it's a very nice, clean... Is that an Astros jersey? Yeah, yeah, Houston, it says, yeah. So. It's kind of funny to watch the Is it uh, an actual autograph, young, or is yes. that a so that, autograph? Let me see that real quick. So this is, I believe it's an on, yeah, so this is what they call an on-card autograph. So he actually signed this card. If you look at the Sky Moore, or, yeah. So that, what they do, that's a label. So he didn't actually sign that card. Is yeah, that an actual? That, that's a label on Justin Herbert and George Pickens. It's yeah. a label, and so then Panini puts the label. Right. On so they put page. a sheet of labels in front of the of the <laughs> athlete, and they just go through and sign thousands of them at a time, and then they peel those labels off and put them on the cards. But yeah, this one is, and this, and and they're worth more if it's an on card autograph. But mm-hmm. yeah, um, but yeah, that's an on card autograph there. So that's not a a label that that he did. And then here's one more cool one. So. I got this card, and this is worth nothing. There's no value in what I'm about to show you. But I thought it was kind of cool bridging two different eras of baseball card collecting for me. But I got this card 
Um, and this is a, it's a reprint. Of, so this is the 1987 Topps design. That's something that I could have had, an 87 Topps yeah, Wade Boggs. Wade Boggs. Maybe 12 of right? them. Right. And it's a 35th anniversary card. It's yeah. got the little little sign yeah. here. But I was looking at it. I'm like, you know what? I bet I have that original 1987 card. So I went back to my cards, and I found it's a different picture, but that's the actual 1987 card of Wade Boggs. And then you can see the the design and everything is, is similar. Yeah. But both tops, that, that both kind of cool. So two cards in one year for so. No, the no, first the first this, one is uh, this is the actual eighty seven card. Okay, this is just the reprint that they just did last year. Okay, they used the same border and everything. A it's a different picture, picture but yeah, I thought it was kind of cool. Well, I thought it might be the same picture, but obviously the, the original it's not, one so. does it the backs the same? Uh, the backs? Well, you can tell quality, right? We were talking about quality earlier. Yeah. You can tell the quality of the printing and everything on that old one versus this new one. See how much it's brighter and and kind of pops a little bit more. So the quality is just better on cards today. So anything else you want to talk about before we get well, to we, the grading piece? Since we talked about this a little bit in the beginning, this is this is another piece that with the NIL, so here is Georgia's quarterback. They are now on sports cards, and they are paid for their autograph. Yeah. Um, and they have exclusive contracts with these uh, companies. They're even doing it. And, and the this one is an exotic card. Is that what it's? Yeah, it's a leaf, leaf exotic yeah. card. It's numbered. Um, and then this is a, a, a female. She um, just transferred from Miami to TCU uh, as part of the NIL stuff. Oh. So she's a famous yep. TikToker. Uh, <laughs> I know who you're talking about. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's like I said, it's a lot of fun. Um, opening packages now with, with the potential hits and things like that you can get out of it. I mean, that's that's where a lot of the fun is with with the hobby right now and and being able to to hit one of those big cards. So, well, this man, I was set that you know the way we sell these sports memorabilia things, and this I was just mentioning a minute ago that the home for Mickey Mantle is up for sale, where he's where he was grew up at Commerce, Oklahoma. Yep, somebody bought it and he's got it for sale, and it says. Um, the home where one of baseball's most famed players in, but learned to bat and in town earned the name the Commerce Comet soon will be available for fractional fractional ownership <laughs> at just $7 per share. Of course, Mickey's <laughs> number was seven. So the childhood home of Mickey Mantle in Commerce, Oklahoma, is an oft-visited place by those wishing to ca capture. But basically, now you can go online and buy, buy a, a piece of the house. What they'll probably do is cut seven, it up and put it in baseball cards. <laughs> well, the house is still standing there. I've told you before that I've went to – yeah. Babe Ruth's grave yep. and Lou Gehrig's grave. And I've went by Mickey's house several times <laughs> in my life. So I was thinking for seven bucks, maybe I'll throw in, you know, seven one bucks. piece for all the kids. <laughs> yep. Well, here's one more card I forgot. So this is a one of one here. I haven't got that one graded yet, but. All right. The Morgan card. <laughs> yeah. it's soccer. I was actually hey, looking for time, one of mine, but I have one of mine. At this time, she was three foot six. <laughs> yeah, she's not much taller today. So, oh, here, here, I, I found this too. Look at, look at this one. Who that? Who's that? <laughs> I found those in my cards. Oh, Pat, Pat, Mahomes. Pat Mahomes. Senior. Senior. Yeah. That's yeah. I found cool. those. Rated I thought rookie. that was kind of funny. So yeah, Pat Mahomes Senior's rated rookie Donruss right there. Uh -huh. So. Let's talk about grading a little bit. You wanna you wanna kind of lead us into that and 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 where grading has gone with the industry over the past few years. Sure, grading is uh, grading started I, I guess probably in the uh, I think in the late '90s, early 2000s. Um, the kingpin of the grading is is PSA. There are several grading companies out there, but uh, far and away, if you if your card is graded by PSA. Um, 
and you have the equivalent grade in a PSA card versus a Beckett card, which most sports collectors growing up all know the name Beckett. Beckett, yep. Um, You always got the price guide from Beckett, and that, you know, you'd you'd thumb through the price guide, and that would tell you how much your card was worth. They weren't looking at whether the card was perfectly centered, whether it had any flaws, defects, um, edge wear, anything like that. And and really grading has changed that. PSA really stepped up and and um, basically held the cards to a high standard right away and basically made them the leader in the industry. Um, there's some other companies that are trying and trying to do computer uh, grading to yeah. try to try to find out where PSA maybe has flaws, but no, nobody really has been able to do that. And the crazy thing about grading is you you prepare your cards for PSA, you pay them to grade them, you ship them to them, and you get them back in a box like Kevin has there on the table um, with no information other than how much you paid and the grade, the card will be encapsulated in their protective holder. If if it is a card that has not been um, damaged over time, altered, um, and really, they're authenticating the card. So uh, a big problem that uh, most of the cards today have, um, you know, you, you mentioned uh, the thick cases on, on the cards that are encapsulated. But everybody remembers um, back in the day where we had the screw-down cases yeah. and the big, thick yeah. screw-down t- cases. Well, we thought we were protecting our cards by putting in them in those screw-down cases. But ultimately, we were damaging the cards because you over-tightened the screws. And if the card is pressed and is not the original thickness of the card, they will not grade the card. Good Lord. They will authenticate the card, but they will not assign it a grade. So it it is really, really tough uh, to get a card graded and to get the uh, 10 grade, especially on the vintage cards. Well, and So the box that, Kevin, you just opened up, is yep. this something new you bought or you sent these off to be graded? So these are cards that I had. Okay. And so I mailed them to PSA. And what does it so, cost to have a card graded? Depending on the service and everything, I would say what fifteen to thirty bucks or so for more modern cards. But there are it is a sliding scale based on your expected value. So you get into high end, mm-hmm. expensive, five figure type cards that they're grading. Something that price goes way of, up. They want to cut <laughs> up your card. Yeah, if you have a hundred thousand dollar card, they're going to charge you four thousand dollars to grade it. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Um, so these are all, these were all, I think at 20 or 25 bucks a piece to grade. So, okay. and, and, and because of that price, it's something to consider because as we were talking about, I mean, I've got all kinds of cards in there that I think would be cool to get graded like your Bo Jackson rookies and some of those kind of things. But unless they come back at a 10 in that junk wax era, you're wasting money. Great. Right. Mm-hmm. Because right. you're paying another 25 bucks, and if the co- value, even at a 9, is only $10, and there's no reason to spend the $25 to grade it unless you want so it Kevin in a So Kevin just opened up a box so, here of well, ones he sent out. I was going to so show you these. So got. these are cards that I had grade, or that I've purchased. They were already graded when I purchased them. But we are talking about quality and all that kind of stuff. So this one is a Mickey Mantle, 1967 Mickey Mantle. So towards the it, Back into the career. He's drinking about this. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. But look how bad that's cut. So see that? How left and right edges are way off. The one side is way yeah. more white than the other. So that's not anything to do 
with how that person kept that card, that literally out of the package was a crap card. And back then, according to today's rules, yeah, with the grading, right? Yeah. So, but back then, that's the way it was. I mean, here's another one. This one isn't quite as bad, but when I talk, the one thing that I have a problem with somewhat with the grading is the inconsistencies. So, this is a Willie Mays card, and look at this one, and it's centering a little bit better, right, than the Mickey Mantle that you're holding. Where's your uh, rating at? What is it's up top? Good. Okay, good two. Good two is what this uh, yeah. Willie Mays so would have been. The Mickey Mantle is a uh, very good three. But this one yeah. is way worse condition-wise. Right, than this one is. But that one got a worse grade than this one did. wonder why. Can you look Probably at it? Probably surface. You? Yeah, it's uh -huh. all. Yeah, so there's so many things that go into the grading. So. The coloring of yep. the card is also something they pay a lot of attention to. The the printing in the in the past was not always the greatest. And so, so so yeah. So the the grading thing, you make a decision. High value cards obviously do it. Um, not really worth it unless you want to. But so the plastic case that's in it, they call it. It's slabbed is what they call it. And mm -hmm. everybody has different ones, um, different sizes. I mean, it's really what Beckett. Um, PSA. I'm trying to think of some of the SGC. other companies. SGC. That was the, the other the, one I was those, thinking of. Those yeah. are the three yeah. that um, really hold the value. Um, SGC's uh, newer. Um, they're they're really trying to make a name for themselves. Their their cards when they're slabbed look really nice. I, I like their holders, but uh, still far and far and away, PSA value is going to exceed the other two grading companies. Yep. Are those the ones you just took out of the box? No, these are ones I already had. These okay. are the ones. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take a look. Okay. So, yeah. So to Philip's point, I had some cards. I cleaned them up. I sent them in. PSA graded them, slabbed them, put them in a box, shipped them back to me. So I have not. I just opened this box. I have not seen the grades on some of these cards or on these cards. So I, I have a question. Okay. So when you say you cleaned them up, what what did you do? So I have a little kit which I actually just got a new one. That mm -hmm. was. Uh, Santa's bringing that to me for Christmas. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I had a, uh, it's got a little bit of a polish. So, cause you can get, especially with some of these cards that we were showing you earlier, how they have that silver kind of very reflective yeah. uh, finish on them. Fingerprints show up very easily on those. So if you look over my desk, you see like a magnifying glass and some cloth sitting over there. So, when I when I look at that card, I take that magnifying glass. I'm looking for surface imperfections, and and I know some of them you can fix. I'm not that skilled to do that. But if I get a card and it's got a big scratch in it, I'm not going to send that to PSA to to get graded because it's going to be a waste of money. It's right. going to have an imperfection that mm -hmm. I'm not going to spend the money to go get fixed. And and so you're looking at the centering as we've talked about. You're looking at the corners. You want to make sure those those corners are are very crisp and sharp. They're so not Kevin's folded. Holding seven. So. Did you send seven off? Seven in this package. Yep. Seven off. That's what it looks so, like. Uh, All right. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. So my first one is a uh, 2016 Travis Kelsey Pro Bowl. So this is a game-worn Pro Bowl jersey for Travis Kelsey. Uh, there's only five of them. You can pass it out and take a look at that. So I got a nine on that one. So, for so those it says mint nine. Right. So mint, they think it's flawless. 
a gem mint is a 10. That's flawless. Mm-hmm. But you're pretty close so, with a mint. And, and that one, the, those thicker ones with the jersey, sometimes the corners can get a little bit and beat up. And it looks up. like a three-color. I suppose that's a three-color. Those thick so, cards are extremely hard to get, yep. get a yep. 10 in. Yeah, it's They're pretty just, tough. So this is a uh, 2022 Bowman Chrome, Ellie De La Cruz. So he's over the last... 12 months he's probably one of the more popular young guys from a collecting standpoint so this is a yellow this is a refractor as we were talking about before um got a 10 on that one so that's good now he just got he needs to have a good career so that'll be worth something down the road so that's one that today probably isn't worth a crazy amount um yeah he's playing for anybody but the reds (laughs) and this is the one i was really excited about and now i'm not excited about it what they give? You? I mean, this is numbered out of fifty. Yep. So, so it could be worth something if he has yeah, any kind I mean, of a career. There's only at all. fifty yeah. of these made, so yeah. that that's going to help it too. Yep. Yeah. Uh, this this one is a 2022 Victor Wembanyama, which basketball wise, that's the guy everybody's collecting right now. This is a speckle refractor. Um, only got an eight on that one. That's a little disappointing. What's interesting though, and, and I'm say only it could have been a one. No, I not mean, what's not. the rating system? So it's one to ten, with ten being best, one being worst. But that's a brand new out of the package. Here's what's interesting about it, and and you may know the answer to this. I I I can guess, but like it, I know it used to be this way. Tops only guarantees like an eight out of the package. So you could get a card out of the package. You haven't, it's never touched a finger. You immediately put it in a penny sleeve to protect it, a hard case, ship it off to get graded, and it comes back in eight. I mean, that's that one right there is a perfect example of that. Yeah. So, and I don't know if I took it out of the case and sent it back in and cleaned it up a little bit more or something and sent it back in. Maybe it would do better, but, um, it's hard telling. You're at the mercy of that person that's grading right. it yep, that day. Right. Yep. So this one, a few more here. This one's a 2018 uh, Bowman Shohei Otani rookie card. This is just a base card, so there's nothing fancy about this one. This is just a base card. Hopefully he becomes one of the best baseball players. He already is. Well, in history. I mean, <laughs> but here he goes now to uh, – So I got a 10 I, on I that one. This morning he's potentially signing with with Toronto. And then so here's a no here's the 2018 Panini Donruss rated rookie. So this is a perfect card according That's to a, them? That, yep. According to them. But but maybe it's not worth anything because it's an 18. It's not like it's a... It's a base card, so it's not worth as much as if it was a refractor or, or you know, one of those serial numbered, obviously autographed. It's 18 Otani's first year. This would have been yep. his rookie there's, year. Because okay. there's the Donruss rated rookie. So I got a, what, I get a nine on that one? Is that what it says? Yeah, and this so. is one. Is, is Otani pitching in that one or was he... Yeah, he's hit? pitching. Okay, both of them are pitching cards. I mean, this is still worth... It's still going to be worth something. I mean, the, yeah. the the thing that's changed about sports cards is they've they've really taken away the uh, the opportunity for young kids to go down and buy sports yeah. cards. I mean, yep. Yep. it's yep. it's a different game. There's very they're so expensive. Now there's very make... few hobby shops that'll even sell you a pack of cards. They want to sell it by the box. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And then here's my last one. Which and you can't go to Walmart and buy them off the shelf like we did when we you were can. Kids. You can. It's a yep. retail box. Yep. It's a different different product. Oh, I it mean, is. It's a whole looks different the product. same, but okay. it's it's um, yeah. There's different different cards in that product. And this is my last one, which I knew this one wouldn't get a great 
great. I was hoping for a seven, maybe. Got a six. But it's a 1996 Kobe Bryant. So, again, just a base card. I, I don't know that there – I haven't done a lot of research on that tops. one. But, um, Is it tops? Yeah. Tops rookie. So, so there you go. So, a few tens in there. Um, the Kelsey, I expected an eight or nine on that. Like I said, those fat cards can, can be a little, little tricky. So, um, so are you happy with your results overall? Um, and again, are yeah. you gonna are you gonna put these up for sale someday? Put them on potentially. EBay or? Yeah, yeah. No, or trade. Um, you can go to card shows, take them with you, and and make trades for other cards. And so I know Jacob. If you notice, he walked in with a case on his back, or he's got his cards. I've got one down there that's got all kinds of slabs and stuff in there. Some of them. I've got another one in the other room. It's got some older ones and stuff, but. Yeah, so you could take them with you and go to a card show and trade and say, hey, I'll give you a Kobe and a Victor Wimanyama for uh, Jordan. Somebody that you've yeah. been dying to have in so, your collection or and, something. You know, the other thing I was going to mention real but quick. it's not always about money on this. It's always, it could be some of your – you've been doing it since you are a little kid. Yeah. You oh, absolutely. Yeah. So sometimes it's just a, man, I've been wanting that card. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah there, there, there's definitely that. And there's um, – you know, it really depends That's on this. Uh, if – what if I'm going to have my son open the box of cards, or if it's going to be a higher dollar box of cards? You right. know, it's there's two ways to look at it, rather really for the hobby or for the investment. Yep. So speaking of that, uh, and I was going to mention too, the other thing that with the industry today and technology is fake or counterfeit cards. Oh, correct. so like yeah. the Jordan? I got one right here. I, I the Jordan rookie card of all the cards that PSA has graded this year of that card. Over forty percent of them were counterfeit cards that people sent, thinking they were real. Mm-hmm. So they got fleeced, got think they got a real card, sent it into PSA to get graded, and found out it was fake. Be- so this is a product they're selling. <clears throat> they're selling this on eBay. This is just some guy printing these in his basement. Um, and I, I bought one mainly because I thought it was cool. But it's it's supposed to supposed to mimic the cards that came in the tobacco packages back in the day. Mm-hmm. And this is acting like this is a 1984 tobacco michael jordan rookie but it's it's not a certified product it's it's a it's a fake unlicensed product but uh you know people are doing that so you you bought it knowing that i bought it knowing yes correct and what was this guy making on these fake cards uh he he makes uh anywhere from 100 to 200 dollars per card on those So that's a that's a big issue. They're trying to find ways to resolve. I mean, with technology, you're not going to ever stop it, right? right? So how do you? But it looks pretty good, right? Yeah, it looks. I mean, good. How, how would you know? How it's would fake? you know? Yeah, yeah, if that's in a card shop and outside of this packaging and yeah. all that, you you'd have no idea, and you'd think that was some rare yeah card. I mean, it it doesn't look much different than who told you it was fake. I well, I just knew that this wasn't a product they ever made. Um, oh, okay, you because know, this is a uh, on the back. Yeah, this is a Babe Ruth uh, bazooka, um, and that's kind of how cards really got started. You know, as kind of a gimmick to either a tobacco company a or card? a bubble. Yeah, that's a that's a real card. But you've never had this one graded. I've not had that graded. No, I'm afraid what what they're going to charge me. <laughs> Where did you acquire that one? So th- this I got at, at when I was young. Um, this this came from the local card shop, um, and you know somebody had had fallen on their luck or whatever at that time and Sold needed it. to sell it. And yeah. it was for sale. Um, You're afraid of what 
uh, PSA would charge you to even have it graded. Yes, because it could be worth right significant. Uh, yeah, if, it, if that's a ten, I mean, yeah, who, who knows? So what happens is when you when you fill out the form, you send the the uh, items to PSA to get graded. You mm-hmm. estimate what you think the value would be, mm-hmm. and it's so it's you pay fifty bucks. Well, that's fine. You pay. and you pay for so you would pay twenty bucks in that case to get it graded. But if it if they grade it and it grades it a ten and that card's now worth two hundred thousand. They're not sending it back yeah, to you until, until you, pay. you pay more. So you're, they, you're rolling yeah. and Hold you sign. Ransom. They and, always got the collateral on you. Yeah. 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 So you're signing documentation stating that you're aware of that. But you could take that card to someplace so without sign. it being ever graded, and somebody might say, I'll give you yes, X amount correct. of dollars correct. for it. So that card looks pretty good, right? Yeah. It's pretty centered. It's a 60, 1960 tops Mickey Mantle. Um but the edges and in the corners of it um got a little rough spot mm-hmm, on them, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is just something you can see with your eyes, but it is not but, bad at but all. But visually that's a beautiful card. Yeah. Oh yeah, go on eBay and look up these cards and see the condition of some of them. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> there's some pretty rough ones out there for sure. That just shows you how they deteriorate over time. And, yep. Um there's a sixty one, it's got a corner crease. Um which is going to hold it back, but we go quiet here for a minute. But they're they're really nice cards. Uh, but you can see a little flaw. To me, the little flaw wouldn't bother me a bit. But I guess if you go to auction, you want the right. I mean, flawless. yeah, it depends, right? If you're mm-hmm. if you're a Mickey Mantle fan, you're collecting those cards. Yeah, if you the don't flaw care for a matter, flaw, right? If you're yeah. just a collector, you want this card just this, visually this, because this it looks stance, uh, the stamp. Let's see, he. I thought I saw one there. Yeah, this. Mm-hmm. The side picture of him batting. Yeah. There's a wood carving of that made out of a tree down where he was born in Spavanaugh, Oklahoma. Spavanaugh. You ever run, run down to Spavanaugh? Philip took me there here. Was that last, <laughs> yeah, last, last summer year, when yeah. we went? Yep. So one other thing I'm going to mention, and then I'm done with what I brought here today, is we were talking about, you were talking about cards as a kid and those cards that that you just want. And And for me, when I was a kid, Bo Jackson was by far my favorite baseball player. And so that, and I mentioned this earlier, I think, in the podcast, that 1986 Tops Traded was the first card that they printed of Bo Jackson. Yeah. And back when I was a kid, I mean, I was seven years old at the time, I couldn't have, and I, the card shop downtown had it, and it was anywhere from 15 to $25, and I just didn't have enough money to buy it. Um, I w- it might have been a Topps Tiffany. I wish it was, and I would have bought it for fifteen bucks. <laughs> but um, so I had I've had this set for a while. This is the so this is the Topps traded set. So this is all the Topps traded cards from nineteen eighty six, still factory sealed, still has the tape on it. I haven't decided what I want to do with this yet because this has got Barry Bonds' rookie card in it. This has got Bo Jackson's rookie card in it. It's got somebody else. I can't remember who the other one is. There's a third player that. Is, and where'd you acquire this at? I bought this on eBay years ago. Okay. Yeah. So it's an unopened box so, that you don't really know what's I in don't, there. For I sure. I know what's in there. Every one of those cards is in there. As a complete set. As okay. a complete set. What I don't know is the condition of the cards. And even though these cards have never seen the light of day, once they were put in this box. Again, we were talking about quality and stuff. I can't control the printing. I can't control how they were cut. If I can pull a, a Barry Bonds or a Bo but Jackson, you're not opening that anytime soon. Right? I don't know. I haven't decided yet. Because this hold on to it this set minute. by itself right now, I could probably sell it for 
60, 70 bucks. Yeah. But if that Bo Jackson or that Barry Bonds card in here, I could pull it out and go get it graded and get a 10. Both of those cards are worth well more than that $60 that this, right. this box is worth. So I haven't decided what I want to do with that yet. Okay. Yeah, the, the Bo Jackson sells pretty regular yep. in a 10 for in the $450 yep. range right now. So, so there you go. Anything else that you brought that you want to talk about before we get to the last topic well here's that card you said has been faked yeah so many i knew times. i knew he brought it <laughs> that is the uh it's been faked, but yours is not a fake right, right. that is a great that is a psa 7 yeah um why it got a 7 i have no idea uh there's a little bit of centering top to bottom but in that same year um they had a sticker set in 86 Fleer, and um, I think there's uh, there's 11 stickers, and they're all All-Stars, and, and the horror story with these is everybody wanted the sticker, and they wanted to peel it off and put it on the wall or put, right. it, put it. So this that's is, a, been this is an unpeeled sticker, um, and it's mint, and that's Jordan's rookie. Um, and so that, that one... The grading is very favorable. So, what's the value of that that he's holding right there? That's uh, probably today. four thousand dollars. Four thousand. Yeah. What about that Jordan rookie? This guy. Yeah. You, this is probably you, five thousand dollars. Okay. When did you get this? As a kid. As a kid. Mm -hmm. So you didn't give him four thousand dollars for it, right? No. No. <laughs> you no. These these are it. all me sending them in, um, getting them graded. So, yeah. And then this is another unique one. This is a pretty special card for me because um, obviously being. Kansas, everybody loved the Royals. Yep. Kevin's mentioned Bo Jackson. Um, yep. George Brett. No, he was number two. <laughs> George Brett and Bo Jackson were, yep. were our heroes growing up. This card here looks very similar to the 1975 Tops, George Brett, but it's the 1975 Opeachy. And basically, Tops and Opeachy had an agreement. Opeachy was a Canadian company, they would release the same product in Canada. Um, so that's a, a little harder product to find um, versus the tops, but um, this would be his rookie card. That is his rookie yep. card. Yep. Um, oh, no, Opeachy, I've never heard of Opeachy. Yep, yep. You can still buy them today. And if you only, go to Target, they the only still way have you packs. can uh, tell the difference is if you look at the bottom on the back. It says OPC Canada. So were you when you where did you acquire that one? That is that this, a, is, this is from when I was little. You still, but you were able to find an OPC peachy or opc was back then honestly when i got it when i was little i probably didn't realize didn't it. even know what it was mm -hmm. did you think i you probably thought it? it was a 1975 top you think you potentially bought it downtown at the card shop yes okay yes, yes. okay and uh, it's worth a significant amount today now too yeah it's a it's a very nice card yeah um, i see that 89 griffey 89 griffey yeah. every, every young yep. kid uh wanted to have this card i mean he was a icon for us he's uh, my opinion of Griffey's basically who who made wearing your hat backwards popular. Yeah. He showed up to the home run derby and put his hat on backwards and started hitting home runs <laughs> in the history of baseball. Right. Yep. So um, I think that's why we do what we do. So and and I I had one more I wanted. It's stuck in New Jersey. I wanted to have it for this conversation. We talked about this at the very yeah. beginning. Kevin looked it up yesterday. I did. I'm so frustrated because it was Some supposed guy to be up delivered there just Thursday. Pocketed it probably. Yeah. So. I would say, and, and you correct me if you would disagree with this statement, as far as baseball cards go, I, and, and when I have collected baseball cards, the two most popular 
we'll call them error cards that I know, I'm aware of is the 1990 Frank Thomas no name. So they didn't, there's a handful of them. They didn't print his name on the front of it. So it's yeah. an error card and the Billy Ripken F you card F face mm-hmm. <laughs> written on the knob of his bat. Yep. And I, that's a card I've, I don't know why I just decided a few weeks ago it was time. I've wanted that a copy, uh, but I wanted a decent one because yep. there's a whole bunch of fours and fives out there. Yeah. Um, Again, tens are very, very rare and very expensive. Um, so I think it, I think the one I bought was an eight, huh. but it's shipped to me. It was supposed to be here before this, and it's been stuck in New Jersey for a week thanks to the United States Postal Service. <laughs> yeah. So I did not have it, but I, that's a card lottery, I've always wanted, and I finally bought one. Will you mail it in, or are you going to drive up to the lottery <laughs> headquarters? I don't know how much you trust the. United States so, Postal well, Service. It, I looked this morning, and it is on its way. It has left New <laughs> Jersey. Right, so, so, no wrecks between here and there. So, any any other error I, cards that, that you, I'm not thinking of baseball wise? Because I'm a baseball. I've always I started doing some football late in in the '90s, and and then again. But I've always been a baseball card guy. So I know of those. But there are some uh, early Jordan error cards where. Uh, they printed him playing for the Portland Trailblazers. Oh, and they're they're hard to get your, their yeah. hands on. They're not worth a whole lot of money, but they're just kind of a kind of a Me, unique. I've yeah. never heard yeah. that, so that's interesting. Um, I have one other card. So okay. today's insert, everybody's chasing. It's a card called a Kaboom. Oh, it's a Panini product. Um, Every uh, every year they release kabooms and yep. they have silver kabooms, they have gold kabooms and they have an emerald kaboom. Uh, the silver kabooms that nobody's really ever been able to tell uh, the collectors how many silvers are made, but the golds there's ten only ten made, and the emeralds there's one there's one of one. Um, they don't make the same player every year, um, huh. and uh, it comes in the uh, absolute products for football. Um, so with Patrick Mahomes being who Patrick Mahomes is today, I wish, <laughs> I wish in 2017 when when <laughs> some of the uh, diehard Chiefs fan friends that I have were bragging up Patrick Mahomes and I was telling them they were crazy. I was totally wrong. Yep. Um, Me too. <laughs> I wish I would have jumped on the Patrick Mahomes bandwagon. Yeah. But doesn't mean you can't today. Um, still, he, but it just costs you more yeah, today to yeah. jump on it. So. This is uh, this is a total investment card. This is a uh, um, Patrick Mahomes gold kaboom. So there's only ten of these, and it's a it's a ten. Oh, oh! So you did well. I haven't seen that. One. So, so did it is you, number did you one pull of that, ten. Or did you buy that and I purchased okay, the card and and holding on to it. And yep. is it you purchased eBay or no or somewhere no, else out there uh, on the site? Uh, yeah, lo- local guy. Um, a guy uh, lives in Kansas that that I know. That's a collector. That's a very heavy, a big collector. Um, I purchased it from him. Okay. Hmm. Hanging this on is, to uh, that for many years, the, huh? You yeah. This is uh, for... this is probably the toughest thing right now in the uh, industry to find. Um, you can go to the National Card Show in Chicago and and. You would think they would have those on the floor, and they're they're pretty. They hard. would like it if you walked in with it. Uh, yes, very much so. Yeah, we'd we'd, we'd have I'd be the good most popular discussion. person in there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, um, the only other thing I got Keep is that if you want to open up. this. That's, that's up okay. to you. You bought it, so yeah. So 
we have a i'm gonna i'm gonna leave it up to you if you want to open it i can talk while you start the process but yeah. so jacob's got a we were talking about earlier the panini one it's got three cards in there um so NBA, nba product nba so this just came out this week yes this week okay so he's gonna open that up we're gonna see this is the little bit of adrenaline rush i mean, you may not translate over the microphone here yeah i don't have anything to cut it open um but uh, uh, one thing I will say is we honestly are scratching the surface when it comes to card collecting with this conversation. Oh, I can, I can just assume because so, there's even not non-sports cards yeah. out there that are worth So if you're listening right, to this, and, and please give us feedback on this one because... So here it is, guys. Sort of so a drum roll the, type uh, deal. I'm gonna, yeah, so it Kevin, comes in I'm this nice... I'm going to send pictures uh, to Kevin because he can describe them for you guys. I've not opened this product, so I don't even know how it's packaged. So. Yeah. Uh, is it one card? There will be three in there, okay. right? So there will be three in there, and I, right, I saw well, who the first hey, card is. good luck to you. I think the first card is a base card. Um, so, so just real quick, so what this is, I think there's two really cards nice in here, actually. Two? Okay. One. So this this product is a 180-card set, and so there's 100 base cards, which are only numbered to 99. So those even those base cards, there's only 99 of them available. Okay. There's 50 base rookies numbered to 99 and there's 30 base legends numbers to 99 and then there's right, inserts and and things like let's that see what so, we've got number one so what's the first card is anthony edwards and it is numbered out of 40 it's a nice uh nice base card so anthony nba guy anthony edwards they call him the ant man yeah um so yeah, so in this we should find one autograph, one so, base, parallel or insert, and, yeah. and that's an average. So, so. this is the uh, base, parallel yep. or insert. So the next card will be an auto. Let's see. I don't know what this is. So yeah, so it's covered. It's so covered. when you open it, you can't immediately see it. it just gives a little more, yeah. uh, a little more drama, suspense. Yeah. So it's in a nice case. And so when you do it, you're supposed to slide it. He's gonna yeah. slide it. See. Oh, who is that? I saw the Spurs at first. Yeah, I saw the Spurs too. I was like, "You got to be kidding me!" <laughs> it's not uh, Wimbenyama, unfortunately. No, it's Sorry. a uh, it's a rookie of Malachi. I don't even know how to say his last name. I don't know who he is. Malachi Branham. So the letdown is real. The that, letdown that was a letdown. That you, is, could have, you could have yeah. been really feeling. Have you got one more in there? This nope. just a two card. Okay. No, nope, that's it. So uh, that's numbered out of ninety nine, and that is a RPA um, product. So yes, the letdown is is real. That uh, that Anthony Edwards is a nice card, but you're wanting that second card to be. So right. that's that's right. a loss. So he paid more yes. for that box than than the value of what was in there. Inle so unless this rookie. I don't oh, where explodes. He Where's he from? He's probably, Have you ever even heard of this I've guy? I've never heard of the guy, yeah, but I don't follow the a, NBA as much. He's got to be as, a foreign player, most likely. So I opened one. So Topps has a product. It's called the Signature Archive, Signatures Archives, where it's 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 about 70 bucks. I want to say, for a box. There's one card in it. It's autographed. It's, it's an older player. Um, I opened it the other day. <laughs> that's who I got. <laughs> that was also a loss. 
Coco Crisp. Crisp. I liked Coco Crisp at the time. <laughs> oh yeah, that one is uh, is a loss. Out of twenty, it's twenty out of twenty five on card auto. So it's it's a nice card, but I took a loss. Anybody on out one, there so. that's listening, I'm gonna have Kevin post these things on the Facebook page. And just if you've got something that great that you want to brag about or talk about, yeah. put it on there. We're going over an hour now. So yeah, we're getting, yeah, we're gonna shut her down. Drive here, Oklahoma but, uh, City to Tulsa and listen to this, or here to Wichita and listen to this. But yeah, show, if, like but, I was saying before. I appreciate There's Jacob. a lot of neat cards sitting on this table in front of me. Yep. Maybe they'll get mixed up and some of them will end up in my case that weren't there when yeah, we started. Yeah, you guys started, can so. sit here and bargain <laughs> over it. And so, but I appreciate j- jumping on here with us, Jacob. And like I said, please let us know if because we were trying to do something a little different with this one. Yeah. Something that, that I have a, a great interest in and that I know there's a lot of misconceptions and misinformation, and some people just don't understand what's going on today. The thing is, everyone in their life has collected them at a time yeah. once, but most people don't hold on to them and store them the way you guys do. Like yep. I said, if, if I've got cards, I could probably go home, and Mom's probably got some old cards, but they'll be in crappy condition. But that's there's still no worth question. something. I mean, <laughs> you just got to find the one. Yeah. 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 Yep. But, but I'm, I know none of them would be... Mint can just yeah. it is what it is. But like I said, we're just scratching. So I have another PSA box coming. Well, it's not coming yet. They're still in the process of grading, but they're all autographs because it, it, it's how you fill out the forms and stuff. I've just found it easier myself to just send non-autograph stuffs and one shipment and autographs when I get enough of them that I want graded. So I've got another box of about twelve or fourteen that are all autographed patches, all those sort of things that as that PSA right now getting graded. So. We can do that. But yeah, like I said, we're just scratching the surface when it comes to this stuff right now. Yeah. So if you find this interesting, if you want to hear more about this, let us know and we'll get Jacob to come back on and we'll do a part two at some point down the road. So when Kevin gets this one back in through, through the mail, we'll, uh, we'll know what he's got <laughs> a bargain here or not. Yeah. And if anybody wants to go in with me and buy part of Mickey Mantle's house, send me the $7 and I'll get it put out there for you. Are you going to buy <laughs> yeah, a piece? Yeah, I'll buy it. I piece, figured you would. Fills <laughs> in for bucks, 14 I can afford that. <laughs> so, anything else before we go? No. No, uh, I think you guys were completely wrong on your picks. Uh, at the beginning of the show, <laughs> imagine and that I'm sticking with my four. The, the the only reason I put Texas over Alabama is because they beat them head to head earlier yeah. in the season. That's, that's you yeah, know, and I know and you're not. Hard. I know you're not supposed to look at it that way, but yeah, that's, how? But how, who knows how you're supposed to look at it at this point? Sure. I had actually heard people say that the uh, Florida State was going to take it to the attorney general because mm. it truly is a millions and millions oh, yeah. of dollars yeah. loss and yep. i mean but what are they going to do about yep. it then we're going to debate it in congress who's going to be in the final four yeah that's what we need our lawmakers yes, arguing right well they've now. argued over yeah. stupider yeah, yeah. <laughs> i i guess for me i'm i'm just glad being a big 12 fan that texas gets to share some, right. some of that money with, right. the, yeah. You'll yeah. Get to with share the conference before the they out. gotta leave on the way out you bet. <laughs> so. all right well appreciate well, you, you jumping the on, show yeah. and thanks for listening yep we'll be back in a couple weeks Thank you for listening to the Kevin and Philip Project Podcast. If you would like more information about our podcast, guests, and to join in on the discussion, please visit our Facebook page, www.facebook.com slash Kevin Phillip Project. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe to our podcast and tell your friends about us.